Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Obviously, today is election day, and we encourage everybody to go out and vote. Uh, the expectation is not for great turnout, but you can't complain about the results if you don't vote. That's the bottom line, and there's tons of municipalities that are electing new mayors and city councils and town town councils and so on and so forth. And uh, a lot of races we've paid particular attention to, and you know we want to talk about it with some other voices. We have Mark Pasniokas uh, from ctmirror.org joining us here on Brian and Company. Uh, Pas, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing fine, sir. You know, we got, I mean, we've paid a lot of attention. Obviously, Bridgeport's, everyone's paid attention to it. Danbury was pretty fascinating. Hartford's Hartford. Uh, Bristol's right next door to us. We're, we're looking at that. I mean, what races, if any, are sort of capturing your attention right now? Well, you know, you look for interesting storylines as well as just races that are clearly significant. And by significant, you know, you, you have to pay attention to the fact that Two of the state's five largest uh, cities are definitely getting new leaders tonight. Uh, Hartford has an open race for mayor. Uh, so does Waterbury. Um, and you mentioned Danbury. Uh, it's always interesting to have a rematch of what was a close race two years ago. Danbury is one of those cities that still insist on putting their mayors through races every two years. New Haven is looking at a charter revision to get them off that Marriott ground and give them four-year terms, which are becoming more and more common. Um, I think most people think that four years is a more reasonable length of time to judge a chief executive. Totally. Uh, and then you get the quirky little local things. Some of it just a little bit gossipy, some of it substantive. Um Jody Rell has made an endorsement. She does generally, you know, since she left office, generally doesn't get involved, but she endorsed a write-in candidate in West Haven, who is a Republican, but not the Republican nominee. Um, you know, that's raised eyebrows in, in some quarters. West Haven, of course, has been in the news for quite a while because of corruption involving a couple of city, well, now former city employees, including a former Democratic state representative. Um, but that's an open race. Nancy Rossi, who has um, had a lot of baggage on the corruption issue, but also some serious financial problems in West Haven. She's not running. So that is something of a gift to the Democrats who are hoping to hang on to what is a seat in a, in a Democratic city. Yeah. Um, then you got, you know, Little Thompson, Connecticut. You have what appears to be a deeply personal fight. Um, the Republican first selectman 
had tried to uh, enact some regulations about backyards, shooting ranges, how many chickens and goats you can keep. And the Republican uh, chair tried to take her out at denied her the endorsement at the town committee level and ran a primary against her. He lost. She won. And now he's leading a right in campaign against her. So, you know, that that's sort of the the fun of local elections. You've got stakes that are large, small and just kind of goofy. Um, yeah. Stanford, the, the mayor's not on the ballot, but she's in a big, big fight. Well, over- I want to ask you about this because, you know, we talked about Caroline Simmons when she ran, but she's not on the ballot because she does have a four year term. And but can you explain to us what's on the ballot? Because the way it sounds that if it if it if it wins through, then she's going to lose a lot of authority to to lead the city. <laughs> The key stuff is appointment authority, and there is this tug of war that's been going on. So what you have to remember about Stanford is they used to be a a two-party city, but the Republicans have kind of imploded, and they have a huge city council. It's called the Board of Representatives. There are 40 members. It's a 36-4 Democratic advantage. So the political divisions in Stanford – are all within the Democratic family. You had some people on the left who were concerned about growth. That now coincides with some people on the right. So part of the push to change the charter to give the Board of Representatives more authority on appointive um, uh, powers, um, it really is about issues of growth, who is going to be making the decisions on planning and zoning uh, decisions. So what and, happens So what happens if it gets yay or nay, like specifically? Well, one of, uh, specifically, um, the Board of Representatives would have a, a bigger role in figuring out who, who does planning and zoning stuff. It gets a little complicated. It has to do with right now, um, when terms expire, uh, Mayor Simmons does not have to reappoint them and have them face confirmation, which could be difficult by the Board of Representatives. The way it works now is um, those people could just stay in that office indefinitely until the mayor nominates somebody else. The charter change would um, would set a 120-day clock that if she didn't do it in 120 days, the head of the board of representatives could then make um, those appointments. So it really is a struggle for who, who gets to make planning and zoning decisions in Stanford. And it's really about controlling the growth in the city, right? I mean, that's really what this is about because at any other time, you know, it, it it is what it is, but right now there's some people think too explosive a growth rate and they want to limit that. Right. Stanford is now the second largest city, the fastest growing. Um, They have economic development that a lot of other cities would love to see, but to some people in Stanford, it's been too much too fast. So this will be interesting tonight because, again, she – She's not on the ballot, so it's not personalized that way. The League of Women Voters um, is opposing the charter change because they think it's a dirty pool in the sense that uh, in Stanford, their charter really pushes um, referendums to be held in high turnout years, presidential years, gubernatorial years, or even mayoral election years. 
And this, without the mayor on the ballot, this is going to be a low turnout election. And the League of Women Voters was complaining that the proponents seem to deliberately pick this year to do it. And then the other objection is instead of breaking up the various charter changes into several questions, it's one big fat paragraph. Yeah, because there's some other things. Um, there's res- to be residency requirements for for certain city employees. Um, the question is, does that limit your talent pool in a part of the state where housing is very expensive and people do commute in from other areas that are more affordable? So there's a, there's a bunch of stuff uh, at, at work hey, here. Hey, Mark, we only have about two minutes here. I want to tick off a couple of quick things. Um, Mark Pazniokos from ctmirror.org joining us. Uh, what do you think happens in Bridgeport? Are we going to go election primary and then another election? <laughs> is that what we're going to get? Well, you know, it, Gomes, John Gomes, who lost, the primary on the basis of Joe Ganim's, uh absentee ballots, his lawyer insists that if he wins tonight, because even though he lost the primary, he's on the ballot as a petition candidate. If he wins, they'll go to court to try to uh, get the judge to um, set aside the order for a new primary. Of course. But there's no guarantee there. So really, we don't know what happens Tonight, whoever wins, what will happen next? The one thing we can be certain of, a judge will be involved in either saying, yes, Mr. Gomes, if you won Tuesday, we're going to forego the primary, or no. Because, um, you know, elections are kind of snapshots of moments in time. So it's not like you just say, okay, well, you won Tuesday, you didn't win on Saturday. We're just, I mean, in September, we're just going to forget it. So it's it's a mess. I have not seen anything like it. We have seen do-overs in primaries, but that were done before the general election. In fact, Bridgeport had one last year in a state house race. But this is uh, it's this something. Is in its own it, category. Yeah, and uh, we're we're out of time. I, you assume Hartford uh, is a fait accompli, or is there going to be is there any potential drama in Hartford? It would be incredibly difficult for anybody to take out the Democratic nominee. Now, Nick, Nick LeBron, because he is Latino in a Latino city and he's a one-term Democratic councilman, he's on as a petitioning candidate. He hopes that lightning will strike and he can sneak by. But it, that would be an incredible upset if yeah. it happened. I pass. Great stuff. You can go to ctmayor.org to read about it. It's a nice little comprehensive TikTok on all the different races and issues involved. And... Uh, We'll see what happens tomorrow morning. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.